The following program is not intended for children under 13, even though 13 is the spookiest of numbers. It contains coarse language, mature content, stories about ghosts, it's kind of spooky, and also I am not responsible for the things that come out of my wife's mouth. Listen at your own risk. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spooky Stories. Ooh. I'm your ghost co-host, Matt McComb, the kooky one. And I'm the spooky one, Kaya. And today we're going to do something a little different on this episode. Uh, We're going to talk about something I find to be kind of spooky. Um, Doesn't necessarily result in one specific spook per se, but definitely could have opened the door to some bad shit. Okay, bad shit, doors, got it. Yeah, so are you ready to talk about some spooky things? No, I don't want to talk about spooky things. But it's spooky stories. Yes, uh, but we could talk about other things, like uh, what'd you have for lunch today? Or um, what we're going to make for dinner? That's always a hot topic around us. It is. Thankfully, we're going to your parents for dinner tonight, so we don't have to worry about that. But I would like to get into my story. Okay. All right. So we're going to take it all the way back to the early 1900s with World War I and the worldwide flu pandemic by the 19... 19- I see where this is going. <laughs> it's not an episode about coronavirus. Oh, thank God. We are not another one of those podcasts. No. So by the 1920s, most families in North America, the UK, and Europe had been affected by a family member's early demise. Premature death. You know, people were dying earlier than they probably should have been. Yeah. Uh, The emotional devastation that was left behind was almost too much for most of these families to bear. So during this time, a fairly new religious movement became quite popular. Do you know what it was? Uh, Christianity. Nope, that's pretty old. Scientology. Not quite there. Um, today, Mormonism. Not Also not Mormonism, which, I mean, is, I guess, a popular religious movement. I prefer my Mormons in the Book of Mormon. But um, these people were really into spiritualism. Uh, what? Is that like when people are like, I'm not religious, but I am spiritual? So... Not really. Spiritualism is based on the belief that the spirits... (coughs) Sorry. (coughs) I'm just simulating the 1920s right now. Just getting everybody in the mood. Are you sure we don't need to check you for COVID? No, please don't even mention that in our... This is a safe space. All right. So spiritualism is based on the belief that the spirits of the dead exist and have both the ability and inclination to communicate with the living... And that the spirit world is seen as a place in which spirits continue to evolve. Now, these two beliefs lead to a third one, that spirits are capable of providing useful knowledge about moral and ethical issues. This led to a fourth belief that we should give all of our money to mediums because they know everything. I mean, probably. 
But believe it or not, by 1897, spiritualism was said to have more than 8 million followers in the U.S. and Europe. That's a lot more than I have on my Twitter account. That's a hell of a lot more than either of us have on our Twitter account. That might be more than what Brad Pitt has on his Twitter account. Might be. Now, devotees of spiritualism actively sought to communicate with the dead through a lot of different means. Mediums are one of the ones that we talked about. But the most common one was a seance. A seance. Yeah. Uh, So seances were usually held in the homes of friends or neighbors, usually in the hopes of contacting a loved one who had passed. Yep. Yeah. With the candles and the the candles go out and everyone goes, let's hold hands and talk about this person that we miss so much. That's basically it. Now, Central Canada in the early 1900s was quickly becoming a hotbed of the spiritual. Wait, 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 wait. This was in Canada? Our story does take place in Canada, yep. People were that stupid in Canada? Um, yeah, well, as of 1931 consensus, about 2,263 people were that stupid. Oh, God. Yeah. It did taper off for a while. In the last census, I think there was over, like, 3,000 spiritualists in Canada still. Oh, hopefully none of my grand-grandparents, because I don't want to catch any of that stupid. Not sure, but I guess uh, maybe that's something we should look into, right? Yep. Now, 23 and me. Let's go. <laughs> a seance will usually consist of a group of like-minded people sitting around a table in a dark darkened room. There's usually a medium present because that's how this the spirits would communicate and they would be there because they would be the leader since they were probably the only ones who could communicate with the dead. Yeah. Yep. But they needed everyone to hold hands so that they could, you know, gather the energy of everyone. Okay, so it's funny that you say that because the holding of the hands wasn't really to gather energy. It was to prevent any trickery that may happen during the seance. So they would either hold hands or keep them on the table where everybody could see them. So that was where the hand holding came in. Now, they would begin by concentrating on contacting the spirits. And then when an entity would respond, they would do so either through the medium or by tapping in a code agreed upon by the group. Uh, So like an example would be like one tap for yes, two for no. Another prime example was one tap for A, two for B, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And this is where they had the little person under the table and he'd be like. (laughs) Um, So this is where the term spirit wrappings come from. Um, So anyone who may have heard that before, that's what it references. Now, one popular Canadian who regularly hosted seances, was a rural Ontario dentist named Dr. Samuel Aykroyd. Of course it was a dentist, and related to an Aykroyd? Interesting. So Dr. Samuel Aykroyd, who left very detailed accounts of his events during the seance. Is he related to Dan Aykroyd? Because that guy is very crazy. Dr. Samuel Aykroyd was the great-great-grandfather to Dan Aykroyd. Oh, Dan, you could not get past that stupid genealogy. Then used these accounts to write what we all know and love as... Ghostbusters! Ghostbusters! Oh my god! I'm loving this! Which I thought was really cool. I thought that was super cool, and I was like, oh, interesting. So we have Dr. Samuel Aykroyd contributing to Ghostbusters... So, we are going to move on from the Ackroyds, um, unfortunately, at this time, to discuss the most well-known spiritualist in Canada. He was a family physician from Winnipeg, and his name was Thomas Glenn Denning Hamilton, otherwise known as TG. So okay. that's what I'm going to refer to him as, because like his name is so long. We're just going to call him TG. TG. Yep. Now, TG was very intent on researching psychic phenomenons. 
uh, more specifically on scientifically proving whether or not communication with the dead was possible. Sounds like your kind of guy. Yeah, no. No. Why would he be my kind of guy? Well, because he just wanted to focus on the science part of to see if he could prove it or not. Oh, I guess so. Right? That just seems maybe like... Maybe TG and I could be homies. Seems like the kind of thing you would want to do. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, TG built a ghost laboratory. Okay, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> in his home on the second floor, complete with an open cabinet. So, basically, a cabinet without a door. Um, more than a dozen cameras, a seance circle, and a single red light bulb in the center of the room to provide light. Yes. Now, quite interesting, I found, like, his drawing of the layout of this room online, so I'm going to post that photo because it's kind of interesting to see somebody envisioning this instead of just doing it. Now, this room was kept locked when it wasn't in use, which, as we progress, it was in use a lot. Are you going to tell me he's the inventor of the boop-boop machine? No, unfortunately, oh. he's not. Um, the inventor of the boop-boop machine was not Canadian, so... What is the real name of the boop-boop machine? I'm still going to call it the boop-boop machine. I'm pretty sure it's like an electromagnetic pulse reader or something Oh, like yeah, that. okay. Or, no, it's yeah. definitely a boop-boop machine. Um, so anyways, so the room was kept locked when it wasn't in use, and TG's wife, Lillian, kept the key safe on a chain around her neck. So, now we've involved Lillian... Um, and the reason that we involved her is because these seances were kind of a family affair. So TG, his wife, and even their daughter Margaret were co-researchers. And Margaret and Lillian even continued the research after TG died. Okay. Yeah. So it was a, a big family thing. Um, there's even, like, reports you can find online where they talked to, like, one of his other sons. Like, everybody was pretty involved in these research experiments that TG and his wife and... But they didn't get to make a Ghostbusters-type movie. They did not make Ghostbusters. They were more concerned about the science. Correct. And they didn't make vodka? No. I mean, maybe, but I don't think so. Okay. Okay. Tell me more about these people who don't make Ghostbusters. TG and Lillian began their journey into seances as a last-ditch effort to communicate... With their son, Arthur, who had passed away of the Spanish flu in 1919 at only three years old. If only he had a library card. Because <laughs> then having fun isn't hard. <laughs> so their research began quickly after. So they like had this first seance where they tried to communicate with their son and they're like, whoa, there might be something here. Um, let's dig deeper. So they began their experiments and by late 1920 the couple had started hosting their own experiments at home with the help of their nanny whose name was elizabeth Poole, uh who just so happened to be a medium and her elizabeth Poole at your service her main skill was very strong telekinetic powers they initially focused whoa, whoa, whoa telekinetic like professor x type telekinetic just like moves shit with her mind yeah or like the spirits use her to move shit with their So that she's like, oh, I'm moving this, this rock with my hands, but actually the spirits are making me move it. Well, we'll get into that more. Okay. Yeah. The family initially focused their studies on telekinesis, I think mainly because Elizabeth, that was her main, pa- her main power as yeah. a medium. And a mutant. Um, they eventually also studied wrapping, which we talked about, ectoplasms, which 
there's a ghost jizz. Yeah, there's a huge thing on ectoplasms and their experiments. Are we gonna do like a whole episode on ghost jizz? Because that would be great. Um, I mean, a lot of this episode does include that. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and they also focused on materialization. So basically, like the ghosts or spirits or whatever appearing. The experiments became so popular that they needed to add two more mediums. So they were introduced to these two mediums by Elizabeth. Their names were Mary Marshall, and it was her sister-in-law, Susan Marshall, who joined. They also went by the names Dawn and Mercedes. (laughs) So we've got Mary, a.k.a. Dawn, and Susan, a.k.a. Mercedes, and Elizabeth. So these are our main mediums. Mercedes Marshall is a pretty cool name. It's a pretty cool name. It sounds like you have a superhero alter ego. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with the addition of these two extra mediums, this is when the Hamiltons started to see ectoplasms. You called it ghost jizz. What they actually are uh, are white masses alleged to be the physical manifestations of spirits. Mm. Uh, these ectoplasms would be seen emerging from the orifices on the medium's uh. faces. <laughs> Orifices, such a funny word. So basically, these ectoplasms would appear to be like coming out of their nose or their mouth. Um, out of the mouth of the people? Of the mediums. Okay. Yep. Um, only visible in photographs. Only visible in photographs. Now remember, this is the 1920s and Photoshop wasn't a thing. It's so, true. So you have pictures of these people bleeding yeah, jizz from the nose? Yeah, I'll post them. I'll show you too. They're Jesus. crazy. Um, Jizz knows. It sounds like a terrible... (laughs) So during seances with Elizabeth, so remember Elizabeth is our first medium, uh, she would suddenly take on a trance-like state and would become open to communication from spirits. She had two main methods that the spirits communicated by through her. Um, The first was that her hand would become like extremely active and make writing notions so the Hamiltons started keeping paper and they'd have the paper and the pen in front of her and they'd put the pen in her hand um, and she'd create these large scrawls across the paper and that's how the book of Mormon was written <laughs> dum 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 um, once she stopped scribbling she'd fall into a profound sleep where she would have visions and when she woke she would relate what she saw in full detail in these visions. Wow. Yeah. So that was number one. Um, she also had telekinetic experiences due to being a telekinetic medium. Um, these were referred to as table tipping. So basically, the spirit would be communicating through her, and the table that was like in front of them would levitate, and then it would like be tipping back and forth. And then it would stop tipping when the correct letter was pronounced aloud, kind of like a Ouija board. So you know the the planchette on a, a Ouija really board. like complicated Ouija kind board. Kind of. That, so like, like a Ouija board, you have the planchette and you move it around, and mm, it stops mm. on the letters or the yes and no. It's kind of how this table would work. So you she, said the correct pronunciation though. Of what? So the the the, the ghost was a, a speech coach. It's like, no, 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 that's not right at all. (laughs) I mean, could be, right? So the seances were heavily photographed using state-of-the-art cameras. So TG had set up a whole wall on one side of the room, just covered with dozens of -of state-of-the-art cameras um, that had been 
rigged with an advanced mechanical device for the early 1900s. So basically this device would allow him to set off all the cameras at once. So... I just imagine state-of-the-art in the 1900s. It's like, now with more silver and bitumen. <laughs> I actually have a photo of, like, all the cameras on the wall. I There's very few that look alike, so I don't know where he got all these cameras from and how state-of-the-art they all yeah. were. But kind of cool to see all the different cameras. So he had set them up so that he had, like, this button that he would press. So if the medium said something like, I think there's a ghost here. Um, he would depress a switch that caused all the cameras to flash and take a photo. Mm. Okay. Um, Did they make a movie out of this? Because this sounds pretty cool, actually. I don't think so, but it'd be something kind of cool to yeah. like, make a movie out of. Yeah, for sure. Ghost jizz. The jizz in it. <laughs> now, TJ... TJ. I don't know why I want to keep calling him TJ. It's not. You T- can call him TJ. He's T- not around anymore. TG... Yeah, well, I don't want him coming back to, like, haunt my ass either because I nah, said the wrong name. It's true. So TG developed all the photos himself in his darkroom that he had in their house. Now, these would be developed under the supervision of another individual um, as a measure against tampering with the with the final results. So each time he developed it was somebody different because, like, if it was the same person every time, like... Who knows? I just can't get over um, this ectoplasm out of the nose thing. Yeah. Like, I just feel like, just put some of that in like a jar and just like keep it and be like, here's the ectoplasm. We're going to talk about the ectoplasm. Now, the problem with the ectoplasm, like I said, is it could only be seen in photographs. So you can like put it in a jar because like you wouldn't see it during the seance. It was only in photos afterwards. Yeah. Right? Anyways. So he would develop these photos in his darkroom. Each time he'd have somebody different with him, because, like, if you have the same person in the darkroom with you every time, it's going to get a little sus. A little sus, right? A little sus. A little sus. So. I'm glad that we're talking, like, 15-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> right? Thank you among us. <laughs> so it would be somebody different every time to make sure that he wasn't tampering with the final results of the photos. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I- I'm good with that, because I was thinking tampering. And like I said, 1900s. No computers, no Photoshop. I mean, it was it was kind of easy to like modify photos back in, in a the day. dark room. Yeah, but like he was under supervision. He was under supervision. So he's probably not pulling out some weird shit while he's being supervised. Unless those people were paid to supervise him. Um. Now, believe it or not, nobody was actually paid for any of these seances. Not TG. Not the mediums. There was no financial gain for anybody out of these. Interesting. Yeah. So. He wasn't doing it for money. Wow, you're you're starting to get me interested here. Come on, yeah. let's let's hear more. Um, okay, so we talked about Elizabeth and kind of what she experienced. Elizabeth, cool. <laughs> right. Well, she was um, well, she was in the seance. Now we're gonna talk a little bit about Mary Marshall, also known as Dawn. Still don't understand. There was like no reasoning I could find online anywhere about why her and Susan were also referred to as Don and Mercedes. Because those are very different names from Mary and Susan. Do you want me to tell you why? You can theorize why. Because if you're going around telling everyone that you're studying ghosts and that you're a medium, you probably want a stage name so that when it doesn't work out, you can still get a job at the local corner store. But my question is, is why didn't they change their last name too? Oh, maybe they didn't. I thought they were just like a one word type name, like Madonna. Nope, they still use their last name. Just Mercedes, if you please. Yeah. Anyways, so Mary was most known for the appearances of ectoplasms during her seances. 
in her hair. So ectoplasms, we talked about, didn't really start appearing until they had brought Mary and Susan on. Um, but Mary was, like, the one who... <laughs> I can just imagine that she's just like got a big. Can spit I just bubble. call her Dawn because I currently feel that there's something about Mary that we just need. Yeah, to... Yeah, and there's ectoplasm in her hair. <laughs> that we just <laughs> need to. The ectoplasm's on her face. Okay. Okay. Um. I can just imagine this big spit bubble, and she's like, "Oh, it's just a bit of ectoplasm." So, <sighs> the ectoplasms would appear, um, to be coming from her nose. Or her mouth. I feel like I need to find these photos because you think I'm fucking bizarre right now. And, like, give me a second. Mary Marshall ectoplasm. Because you're, like, you're just... You're just a bit of juice on the ear, darling. Yeah. So, like, this. It looks like there's a Trump in there. Yeah. So there were faces that appeared in the ectoplasm. And we'll talk about that more <laughs> as we get into it. But this is... <laughs> This is what it looked like. <laughs> that is so doctored. So that's like one version. There's like this version here. Um, and I'll post these photos so you all listening can take a look and like understand what we're talking about and what Matt is laughing about. Anyways. It's uh, like just a bunch of jizz people. So, each mass would contain partial materialization of those who had passed. So, um, like, faces would appear, eyes would appear, and, like, they would be faces. Like, it's not like they were faces that were from another photo that were just, like, superimposed they, they look, in the dark They room. look like someone just took pictures out of like a magazine. It looks like Photoshop. And then just put it over top. Okay, so it looks like Photoshop, but these are original photos, and the University of Manitoba actually has these in their library. Okay. So, like, you can go and look at these photos, and they're actually, like, the the original photos from the 1920s. Anyways. So, they contain partial materialization of those who had passed, um, including an individual named Walter, who was active during many of their seances. We'll talk about him a little bit more. Um, and they even had um, materializations of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle after he died. The guy who wrote Sherwood. The guy who wrote I mean, Sherlock I was, Holmes. I was going to say Sherwood Park. Sherlock no. Holmes. Sherlock um, Holmes. So Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, after he died, his wife came to see the Hamiltons um, to have a seance. And his face materialized in an ectoplasm on Mary Marshall's face. Hamilton 2, ghost jizz. <laughs> Get on it, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um. So according to Margaret... Hamilton, who was the daughter of T.G. and uh, Lillian, she said that the mediums had to go through a very strict procedure prior to a seance to prevent any doubts of their abilities or um, to affect any outcome of the seance, whether it be like people's experiences, the photographs themselves. So they had to go through a very strict procedure. Now, this means that Prior to the seance, they would have to go into an adjacent bedroom with Mrs. Hamilton, um, where the medium would remove their outer garments, so like dresses, coats, anything like that. They would remove them um, while she was watching them. Okay? So Mrs. Hamilton's watching them the whole time. Uh, they would then wash their face, their neck, their breasts, so chest basically, and upper arms 
leaving the flesh damp. They would then dress in a robe and slippers provided by Mrs. Hamilton and would be escorted into the seance room. So, you saw the photo of the ectoplasm on her face. It kind of looks like, when I first saw it, I was like, this just looks like a piece of fabric with, mm-hmm. like, some photos on it. Yeah, no, that wasn't a thing because, like, they weren't carrying anything into the bedroom, or, like, into the seance room with them. So, besides the photos, who was there? So, there was a lot of different people. There were doctors. There were political people um, because TG was actually, like, an MLA in Winnipeg for, like, nine years. So he had, like... Winnipeg's finest. (laughs) So he had, like, legit educated people attending these seances. So why isn't this, like, a well-known, well-documented, like, look, we discovered ghosts. It is here. Well, let me get to that. Elizabeth Poole, please show them. Let me get to that, okay? Okay, okay. Um, so this procedure that the mediums would go through were actually dictated by the spirit of Walter during one seance. So we talked about Walter. He was one of our ectoplasm friends. Um, I don't remember talking about Walter. Yeah, I mentioned him in the same sentence as Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Oh, so Sometimes you don't it. listen. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't listen. <laughs> yeah. is, so um, I know, dear listeners, today's sponsor is uh, Matt Should Listen More. Yes. Yeah. Where do I sign up? Yeah, you can sign up at uh, com slash Kaya's mad at him all the time. Fair enough. So, um, he spoke to a medium, or sorry, not to, via the medium, um, using, like, either the voice or writing, and he said that this was how they had to conduct the seances, or their behavior prior to the seance, otherwise people wouldn't believe them. So the ghost was like... People are never going to believe you unless you follow these strict procedures. Actually, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's literally what happened. Uh, He also apparently was the one to notify TG when to take a photo. So either via... um, You laughing at me? I am, but I'm just trying to figure out why this ghost is like, everyone needs to know that I am a goose. So we talked about it kind of like in the beginning of the episode where ghosts are apparently on like on the spirit plane they're constantly evolving and are like entities that we should be listening to for ethical and moral advice so maybe he just wanted to make sure that they were doing ethical seances listen in 2020 there's going to be an election don't let trump win Hopefully. hundred years from now, things are going to get very bad indeed. <laughs> so, <laughs> unfortunately, I don't think anybody listened if that was the case, because look at the fucked up world we live in now. Oh, here it is. Anyways, um, so, at first, TG and Lillian kept their investigations a secret, because people probably would be like, them bitches cray cray. Wait, they kept it a secret? I thought there was doctors and lawyers so and such. So, at first, at first they kept it secret. Okay. So, for the first six years, they kept it pretty quiet. You did that for six years? Yeah. Just documenting things, so taking they, pictures yeah. of ectoplasm Basically, and being like, no one's going to believe us. No one's going to believe us. And then six years later, you're like, we have enough proof now that people are not going to think that we're stuck I mean, anytime you're studying anything, it takes years before you can I prove something. I guess so, but, like, at the same time, like, bring some witnesses in for when you're documenting things. So they would have, like, 
like friends or neighbors come in, but it wasn't until about 1926 when TG went public after delivering a lecture on his research into telekinesis to the Winnipeg Medical Society that they started having like doctors, lawyers, politicians attend these seances. Um, once he went public, TG delivered, so before he died, he delivered 86 lectures and wrote numerous articles that were published in Canada and abroad on his research. That dude should have wrote Ghostbusters, not Crazy Dan Aykroyd. I want to see what that would have looked like. So the family and their experiments drew the attention of many influential people who came from all over the world to see them. Including? Including uh, Canadian Prime Minister William Lyon Mackenzie King, who was like, I'm going to have to do an episode on him because he was like all kinds of into the occult. Ooh. Yeah, which was really which is really cool. I kind of started doing some research on it, so we'll probably if this episode goes well, not yeah. talking about anything specific in general, like maybe we'll do one on him. Yeah, so listen to this episode so we can get that yeah. one out there and like belief, and tell your friends about and it. And his Jeez. belief in the occult, right? And before he died, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. So, uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle traveled to Winnipeg to visit the Hamiltons. And took part in seances. Well, we just need to get Lin Manuel. We need to get Lin Manuel Miranda over there so that he can do Hamilton too. <laughs> Hamilton too. The Ghost jizzing. Jizz. <laughs> so after T. G. died in 1935, he died very suddenly of a heart attack. Um, Lillian and Margaret continued the experiments until about 1945, uh, when the phenomenon of spiritualism kind of started to die down. So people kind of stopped believing in it or were more secretive about their belief in spiritualism. Mm. Uh, Margaret did continue to do research into the 50s, um, and she did contribute to a lot of different articles and things like that, but they stopped doing the experiments at their house. Um, the house itself still stands today oh. in Winnipeg. Yeah, um, not haunted by any accounts, which I'm surprised because I thought for sure after reading through all this, they'd be like, there's hundreds of spirits in this house. You know shit. If they've um, been doing six years of research every day, just like, oh, let's go down in the basement and, you know, get well, the old ghosts I mean, going. Hey, than, Walter, did we do the procedure right? More did than we? six <laughs> years. They started in 1920 and didn't stop until 1945. Yeah. That's Why 20, isn't that house fucking haunted as shit? 25 years of seances. Yeah. That's a long time. That's a long um, time. So this house isn't haunted. So maybe they did things right. Maybe if you want to communicate with the dead, you host a seance and then they won't haunt the fuck out of you. I maybe. don't know. Maybe. Like, maybe that's the way to do it. In all the movies, when they host a seance, the person that hosts the seance it never always well. just, it doesn't go well for It them. never ends well. And they're like, we should not done this. We ain't good, though. Right? I think we talked about that in, like, another episode that we did. And yeah. And we talked about, like, the others with Nicole Kidman, where they have seances. Yeah. Um, yeah, seances usually, in movies, don't end well, but apparently in real life, don't cause any serious harm to anybody. For 45 years. For 25 years. 25 years. Yeah. Got my numbers wrong. So, the house still stands today. It's located on Henderson Highway in Winnipeg. So if anybody wants to go check it out, the house is still there. Uh, it's been converted to offices. Like I think like the whole building's just different offices now. Spooky offices. Yeah. So it's still there. Uh, so speedy recap. Speedy recap. We talked about Dr. Aykroyd and how he inspired the Ghostbusters series. Because his great grandson was Dan Aykroyd. What? What? He was the one of the most well-known um, people in Canada to host seances. Uh, then we moved on to T.J. Hamilton and his wife Lillian. T.G. T.G. 
Why do I keep saying TJ? Do not speak ill oh, sure. of the dead. Sorry, T.G. Hamilton, his wife Lillian, their daughter Margaret, they're hosting seances for 25 years in their home to study um, the scientific proof if we can talk to spirits or not. Um, There is mediums with crazy names. There's ectoplasm showing up on mediums' faces. Looks like ghosts, I guess. Um, Ghosts with people's faces in it. It's gross. And after 25 years of seances in this house, there were no hauntings. Jeez. So, um, after everything I've told you today, do you believe in seances? Do you think they were real? Were they fake? What are your thoughts? I mean, you've got 25 years of this person doing this, and they brought in doctors and lawyers and such. It's crazy. But what I don't get is, like, after that much time, like, how is it not like, okay, ghosts are real, and then, like, everyone started doing seances or whatever. Like, he, he was at MLA for seven years. How is, like, what's the deal here? Why wasn't it, like, oh, yeah, this is a real thing. Did they have other shit, like the pandemic going on, that, like, made it, like, oh, we don't care about that? Just, like, now, how it's, like, hey, aliens are real, and Area 51's a thing, and, and Bob Lazar was, was, you know, telling the truth, and everyone's like, eh, Trump's in, in the office and, and also a big election coming up and, and everyone's dying from this pandemic and we all have to wear masks. So I don't really care about that. So I think with like the fading of spiritualism and then because this was going on until the like early 40s, World War II hit. Yeah, that's so a little bit more important. There's some other shit going on in the world and I feel like ghosts and seances kind of took a back seat. Um, so... Real or fake? Um, undetermined, uh, because I did not live in the 1920s or the 1940s. Uh, so but maybe we quite, should have one. Quite interesting. No. And no. find out if they're real. No. Anybody wants to have a seance, hit me up. Um, okay. Not in our house. So based on what I've told you today, uh, if you had to give this story a spooky rating out of 10, what would you give it? I would give it eight faces out of... Uh, one spooky ghost jizz coming out of someone's nose. You need to see that photo. It is. It is cray cray. It is cray cray. It is not what I expected. And there's a few other ones that all have it too. There's even like a photo of like the ectoplasm with Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's face in it. So we'll post that one too. What? Yeah. That is wild. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, that's all I have for you today, and we just want to thank you for listening to this episode. Hopefully, you liked mixing it up. We didn't necessarily. Talk I like about this one. I think we'll do a lot more of those specifically, ones. but it is still some pretty spooky topics that we covered and some weird shit that went down. So that's it for today. We will catch up with you next week, and in the meantime, keep it spooky. Keep it spooky. Ooh.